You're listening to the German language course Radio D. A joint project of the Goethe Institute and Deutsche Welle Radio. The author is Herod Meise. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 36 of your German language course Radio Day. In this episode we'd like to take you back into the past, to the time in which the real Ludwig van Beethoven lived. We are in the year 1792, in a small room in the house where Beethoven was born. The 22-year-old composer Ludwig van Beethoven is absorbed in reading a poem by Friedrich Schiller. Listen to the first scene. Hallo, liebe Hörerinnen und Hörer. Willkommen bei Radio D. Radio D. Das Hörspiel. Pay attention to what Beethoven would like to do. An die Freude. Freude schöner Götterfunken. Freude. Freude schöner Götterfunken. Tochter aus Elysium. Tochter. Freude, schöne Götterfunken, Tochter aus Elysium. Alle Menschen, alle Menschen werden Brüder, alle Menschen, wir werden Brüder. Ja, 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 das ist schön. Tochter aus Elysium, alle Menschen werden Brüder. Das ist schön. Das klang schön, Louis. Eine neue Komposition? Ja, Vater, ich habe ein Gedicht von Schiller gelesen. Es ist wirklich wunderbar. Dazu will ich ein Lied komponieren. Feuergötterfunken, Tochter aus Elysium. Alle Menschen werden Brüder. Beethoven is working on a new composition. Beethoven's father, who calls his son Louis, has heard him playing. He obviously doesn't know the melody that was being played, which is why he asks whether it's a new composition. Das klang schön, Louis. Eine neue Komposition? Beethoven says yes, it is new. He wants to compose a song, lead. To a poem by Schiller. Ja, Vater, ich habe ein Gedicht von Schiller gelesen. Es ist wirklich wunderbar. Dazu will ich ein Lied komponieren. 
The poem that Beethoven was reading at the start is called "Ode to Joy." An die Freude, an die Freude. Freude schöner Götterfunken. Freude.、Mm-hmm. The poem is by Friedrich Schiller. Who wrote it in 1785? It is still known today all over the world thanks to Beethoven's musical setting of it. In 1986, the melody was chosen as the European anthem. And who knows? Perhaps the line "All people become brothers" is more valid today than ever before as an ideal. Alle Menschen werden Brüder. However, thirty years were to pass before the setting of the poem was to find its final musical form as the culmination of the Ninth Symphony. But before this, Beethoven noticed something that was particularly terrible for a musician. You'll find out what that was in the next scene, which is set ten years later, in 1802. Beethoven is in the country near Vienna, where a pupil is visiting him. Radio D. Das Hörspiel. Listen carefully to the music, the words of the young man, and Beethoven's reaction. Willkommen. Schön, dass Sie mich besuchen. Guten Tag, Herr Beethoven. Wie geht es Ihnen? Oh, kommen Sie. Wollen wir zuerst ein wenig spazieren gehen? Aber gern. Spielt er nicht wunderbar? Er spielt doch wunderbar, meinen Sie nicht auch? Beethoven sagt nichts. Ob ihm die Musik nicht gefällt? Oder kann es sein, dass er die Musik gar nicht hört? In Wien, ja in Wien, da hat mir doch jemand mal gesagt, dass Beethoven in letzter Zeit sehr schlecht hört. Ach, schade. Jetzt höre ich nichts mehr. Kommen Sie, gehen wir nach Hause. When a shepherd's flute can be heard out in the open countryside, the young man admires the beautiful playing. Spielt er nicht wunderbar? But when Beethoven, his highly esteemed teacher, doesn't react, the young man, slightly perturbed, asks his question again. Er spielt doch wunderbar, meinen Sie nicht auch? When Beethoven still doesn't react, the young man wonders to himself whether Beethoven perhaps doesn't like the music, or whether he may not even be able to hear it. The young man begins to remember how someone in Vienna once told him that Beethoven hadn't been hearing very well of late. In Wien, ja in Wien, da hat mir doch jemand mal gesagt. Dass Beethoven in letzter Zeit sehr schlecht hört. And as we know from the young man's later recollections, he now had the terrible proof 
that this rumor was true. His teacher, by now already famous, is starting to lose his sense of hearing. Full of pity, the young man assures Beethoven that he can't hear anything anymore, although he really still can hear the flute playing. Ach, schade. Jetzt höre ich nichts mehr. Only now does Beethoven react, and rather gruffly. He just wants to go home. Kommen Sie, gehen wir nach Hause. Maybe you are wondering how Beethoven himself felt about this insidious illness, which became worse and worse until it caused his total deafness eight years before he died. The very same year, Beethoven writes a letter to his brothers. It is his testament, but he never sent it. In it, he describes the humiliation caused to him by the incident with the flute playing, and Beethoven tries to explain his behaviour, which was often misinterpreted as unsociable. He describes his despair and tells how only his art and his love of mankind have kept him alive. Now listen to a few sentences from this letter, the famous Heiligenstadt Testament. Radio D. Das Hörspiel. Pay attention to the key word that Beethoven uses to describe how, in his opinion, people see him. This key word is a synonym of misanthropic, menschenfeindlich. Oh, ihr Menschen, ihr haltet mich für misanthropisch. Ihr tut mir Unrecht. Ich bin nicht menschenfeindlich. Ich, mit lebhaftem Temperament geboren, musste einsam leben. Ich kann den Menschen nicht sagen: Sprecht lauter, schreit! Ich bin taub. Oh, ich kann es nicht. Did you hear the key word misanthropic? Beethoven believes that people consider him antisocial, but he says they wrong him by doing so. Oh, ihr Menschen, ihr haltet mich für misanthropisch. Ihr tut mir Unrecht. Ich bin nicht menschenfeindlich. Beethoven is driven to despair by the fact that he, of all people, who was born with a lively temperament, has to spend his life lonely and on his own, einsam. Ich, mit lebhaftem Temperament geboren, musste einsam leben. Today, it may be hard for us to understand why Beethoven told only two friends about his worsening deafness. As a highly talented musician, he wasn't able to ask people around him to speak more loudly or yell because he was deaf, taub. 
Ich kann den Menschen nicht sagen, sprecht lauter, schreit. Ich bin taub. Oh, ich kann es nicht. At Beethoven's wish, his doctor is not to describe his illness or publish this testament until after his death. It is unbelievable but true that Beethoven wrote the music accompanying this scene in this year of crisis. And many other compositions were to follow. But I see that it's time for our professor. You'll hear something more about Beethoven later. Und nun kommt unser Professor. Radio D. Gespräch über Sprache. Hello, everyone. Now it's time that I explain something special to you. A particular kind of subordinate clause. You mean subordinate clauses introduced by that, das, as in your sentence just now? Exactly. Listen to an example. Er hat gesagt, dass Beethoven schlecht hört. Subordinate clauses with das are clauses of statement. Er hat gesagt, dass Beethoven schlecht hört. Beethoven hört schlecht. And, as in all subordinate clauses, the verb is placed at the end of the sentence. Kann es sein, dass er die Musik nicht hört? Yes, of course. Subordinate clauses with das follow verbs like hören, sagen, and wissen, or sentences that begin with es ist and an adjective. Es ist can, however, be left out. Es ist schön, dass Sie mich besuchen. Willkommen. Schön, dass Sie mich besuchen. Thank you very much, Professor. The Ninth Symphony mentioned at the beginning was given its premiere in Vienna in 1824 and was an unbelievable success. Beethoven was deaf when he wrote it and he was deaf when it was performed for the first time. Of course, he couldn't hear all the applause but a singer is reported to have turned him around towards the audience so that he could at least see the people clapping. In the next episode, you'll find out what techniques you can use to make it easier to understand German. Bis zum nächsten Mal, liebe Hörerinnen und Hörer. You've been listening to Radio D. A German course of the Goethe Institute and Deutsche Welle Radio. Und tschüss.